Hey, what's up? It's DeHuff. It's another episode of DeHuff Uncensored. I hope you're having a great day. I just found a weird suction cup in my pocket. But anyway, uh, make sure you hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening. And don't forget, today's episode, it's presented to you by Sugar Fire in Westminster. Amazing barbecue. It is. And Superbook Sports Colorado. I'll tell you more about Superbook Sports Colorado here in a second. But giving you a quick preview of today's show, a fourth grade class was shown the wrong movie in class. Now the kids have to go to therapy, or at least some of them are. You can now get a degree in Ireland for being a douchebag. That one actually really bugs me. We'll get into that. A broadcast legend, Al Michaels, has the weirdest flex in the world. Like, he's bragging about this, and it's like, do you really need to brag about it? And a good way to get your kids to hate you. <laughs> There's a list, and I'm I'm just going to give you one shining example of why your kid's going to resent you as, you as it gets older. But real quick, why bet with the big boys this football season? Instead, this fall, try your hand with the local book, Superbook Sports. Superbook Sports is the book next door, just a dedicated team of the best odds makers in Las Vegas, making sure you get the best prices and parlays anywhere. And now Superbook is going to give you a bonus of up to $250 when you sign up and wager on the same day and use the promo code MILEHIGH. So bet with the best. Use promo code MILEHIGH this football season with Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. And if you got a gambling problem, call. 1-800-GAMBLER. Uh, before we get into the headlines, I just got to give you this info. I'm, I'm in the middle of prepping for my, my exam, my, my uh, colonoscopy, okay? So today is the day where I'm only on a liquid diet, and I already have a headache. <laughs> I should have drank black coffee this morning, and that would have helped with my headache. But I didn't. And now I'm all, oh, my hand, oh. The food thing I think I can get get away with, at least for part of the day. Once it gets into about, uh, you know, almost dinner time or dinner time, it, it's going to be rough. It's going to be rough. I went and did the appearance last night at Sugar Fire in, in Westminster, and I ate a really good meal. I asked them, and I, I always forget this lady's name, but she's awesome. She's like su such an amazing worker. But I was just like, can I get a, a cheeseburger? And she's like, okay, well, what do you want on it? I was like, dealer's choice. Just whatever you think would be amazing. And sh you should have seen her face just light up. She's like, ooh. I don't remember everything that she rattled off that she put on there, but there was some aioli on there. And it was the best burger I have ever consumed. It was delicious. So I have that in my memory. And while it was delicious last night and amazing last night, it's haunting me today because I can't eat anything. And I'm trying to go, just forget about the goodness that was that last night. But anyway, uh, so I might be a little grumpy at times. Okay, I apologize in advance. But you know what I won't apologize for? Getting into some headlines. Let's go! Let's go! 
And now, here are the headlines. <laughs> Remember when we talked about the Winnie the Pooh Blood and Honey movie? And I'll give you a synopsis of the movie. The once lovable honey-obsessed bear turns feral as his bestie, Christopher Robin, leaves for college. Enraged by Robin's abandonment, Pooh and Piglet develop a seething hatred for humanity and go on a feature-length killing spree during which they slay a couple of female university students who have the misfortune of renting a cabin in the Hundred Acre Woods. Horrible, right? (laughs) It's a scary movie. It's a slasher film. A fourth grade class was accidentally shown this movie. <laughs> I, I laugh, but I'd be fucking pissed if this happened to my kids. Like, they don't need to see this shit. A mom of twins said that the movie was shown for roughly 20 to 30 minutes. She told CBS that she believes students selected the movie, but that the teachers should have double-checked to make sure it was appropriate for children. Oh, my God. That's horrible. Horrifying. This happened to me when I was in, oh, God, was I was I a freshman or what? I, I don't remember. I wasn't, like, this young. But we watched a Romeo and Juliet movie, and the actors were naked. And then as soon as the teacher realized it, she's just like, oh, crap. <laughs> and she ran over and turned it off. We're like, yeah, no, 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 it's good. But all the guys were thinking, this is great. And all the all the girls in the class were like, uh, miss so-and-so, you might want to see what's on the screen. She's like, I had no idea. I am so sorry. All the boys are like, uh, I need to use the restroom. <laughs> but setting that aside, this is horrible for fourth graders. I mean, you're uh, that's a little much, especially when I was like reading that there's scenes where like somebody gets stabbed in the face and all this stuff like and and you know that this move, I haven't seen it. I have no interest in seeing it, but those those kids are just going to have a trouble, you know, a trouble sleeping for a little bit because of watching this. Hey, don't be surprised if little future Jeffrey Dauber comes out of this class. You can blame the teacher on that one for being lazy. <laughs> oh, my God. I'd be so mad. Don't let the kids pick the movie. And if they do pick the movie, you need to check up on it. And why would a fourth grade class be watching a uh, Winnie the Pooh movie? Like, you know, you know, the teacher's just like, oh, you guys want to watch Winnie the Pooh? Okay, fine. Fine, okay. Fourth grade, you're, you're kind of past that for the most part. I would say the majority of kids are past watching Winnie the Pooh. So that should have been a red flag. Red flag! Red flag! <laughs> Is this going to be a red flag type of show? Possibly, because, man, that should have thrown up a big red flag for the teacher. Oh, my God. Those poor kids. I'd be fucking pissed, though. Seriously, I think about my daughter who's in third grade, and I'm like, if she was forced to watch something like that, even though it was only 20 to 30 minutes, 
a lot of those movies, they have a lot of just gore, especially at the very beginning. So, oh man, that teacher, good luck on uh, your next job because I imagine you are going to get fired. Southeast Technico uh, Technological University in Carlo, Ireland, you can actually get a bachelor's degree, a bachelor of arts degree, excuse me, that is strictly focused on becoming an influencer. That's exactly what we fucking need, is more fucking influencers. While I kind of am in that realm, I don't like that realm, especially the, the newer up and coming, let's just do something stupid so we could get it on video. You see these people going into grocery stores and they're like uh, pretending to fart on people or they're just, they go up and just take somebody's grocery cart, stuff like that. Stuff like that's going to get the shit kicked out of you. You realize that as a future influencer, if you're trying to be funny and you steal the wrong person's cart or you mess with the wrong person, they're either going to beat the snot out of you or they're going to shoot you. So beware. If you really want to be an influencer, the majority of people are going to hate your fucking guts. Man, that's going to piss me off if I ever interact with somebody that's trying to do a video. I told you about that one video that my, my son was watching. He's like, this is so funny. It's the kid... It's a like a teenager or early 20-something kid who has a fake baby in the grocery cart, but it's, it's covered up, and they make it so it cries, and then the supposed dad starts hitting it, and like nobody really does anything. One guy yelled aggressively, but after that, he was just like, hey, man, you should stop doing that. <laughs> I'm like, what? the fuck no that's where you do like drop the guy so you're gonna have more and more of this as more universities are just trying to capitalize on this bullshit of an industry that i'm in <laughs> that i'm in but i don't go around and like you know stick my finger up people's back ends or anything like that no i'm classy i'm a classy broad that's me schools such as usc cornell duke and chapman have offered one-off courses in influencer strategy, business, and communication, but SETU has become a pioneer as the first to dedicate an entire major to the job. Expect more to follow. And I don't know how you feel about it, but it, it irritates me. I get it. It's a, it's a way to make money. It is. It is. But, man, we're just heading down a, a horrible path as a society because, you know, I talk to people that have actual skills, not me, but I talk to other people that have skills, whether it's, you know, they, they know how to build water systems or just construct so many things, blah, 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 at least managing people and, and, and schedule. I don't know. There's so many other jobs out there that are beneficial to society. This, being an influencer, it's not. It's not. Unless you listen to my podcast, then 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 it's a benefit to society. It is. Listen, that's what I tell myself every day. You're a benefit to society. Nobody hates you. Well, 
most people don't hate you. <laughs> right? That's how I get through the day. I don't know. What do you guys think of this? Maybe I'm being oversensitive about it, but it does irritate me because it's like, come on, man. If your kid went to school to be an influencer, is that going to make you proud? I mean, ultimately, I guess it's like as long as they're happy and they're not hurting anybody, I guess it, I guess it's fine. But ultimately, you're like, well, what happens if social media collapses in some sense and you can't be an influencer? You have no skills, right? I mean, I have some skills in, in other industries because of what I did beforehand, you know, being an exotic dancer and all. Wait, no, <laughs> never mind. I wasn't. <laughs> God, that'd be bad. <laughs> Nobody wanted to see that. Like, is that? What the fuck is that? <laughs> Ew, gross. It's like a shriveled up Tootsie Roll. Ew. <laughs> uh, let me know. I'm, I think I'm kind of overact overreacting on that and i mean if your kid is raking in the dough it's hard to look away because if they're financially successful i mean that's a big deal but that being said it's like yeah but what do you what do you doing though <laughs> what what is it you do don't know don't know can't really explain it i do dumb videos <laughs> speaking of dumb <laughs> speaking of dumb al michaels was talking to cnn i have no idea when this interview took place but it just popped up and i'm like i have to talk about this i don't care if this was last week i don't care if this was like five years ago this is definitely worth talking about here's al michaels with cnn is it true that you have never knowingly eaten a vegetable in your life. That is true. That is true. I was born when my parents were 18 and my mother hadn't even read Dr. Spock at that point. So she just let me have the, the, the run of the, uh, of the course. And uh, I always push the vegetables away. To this day, no. And I guess what I've proven, Chris, is that man does not need vegetables to survive. But is it, is it just possible that you would like, I'm thinking, one of the more non-objectionable vegetables, a carrot. Oh, please. please. A carrot? No, a ca No, that's an objectionable vegetable. I mean, I was, really? What? I mean, how would you know? You've never tasted it. I look at it. I just don't even like the look of it. <laughs> and I surmise what it might taste like in terms of the texture of it. I think a lot of it probably has to do with, it just doesn't look like something that would go down well. It's so weird. I actually know somebody that doesn't eat vegetables. It's so bizarre. It's so bizarre. Are you one of those people? Do you know people like that? I don't get it. I love, I love a good salad. It, it's so weird. If I'm talking to my, you know, 10-year-old self, and I'm saying, listen, when you're older, one of your greatest meals it's just a really good salad with this 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 in it and my 10 year old self would be like that's freaking bizarre that doesn't make any sense why would you like that that's what it reminds me of when i'm talking to somebody like when you hear al michaels say that he doesn't eat vegetables it's it's that like little kid mentality of like ew gross vegetables yuck <laughs> no 
It's good for you to eat vegetables. My God. Don't go into the bathroom after Al Michaels. Let's be honest there. It's not going to be good. I would love to know what a doctor thinks about that. I mean, you could survive, but how healthy are you compared to somebody that eats vegetables or at least mixes it in? I mean, he he's saying that he won't even just dabble in the, the idea with, you know, eating a carrot. Oh, God, no, no. Ugh. Weird. So weird. Like I said, I know somebody that's like that, and she's just... She's like, uh, no, gross. Oh, uh, no, don't do it. And like you, like you could be eating a vegetable and she'll just give you that look of like, mm, gross. Like she's going to puke. Like, really? Really? I don't get it. I don't get it. By the way, my perfect salad, you chop up uh, spinach. So it's spinach leaves. And then you put in corn, yellow corn, and then green olives chop those up, chop up some tomatoes. I put in maybe some black olives. Might, might, I might, I don't know. Kidney beans, the red beans, and then also some shredded cheese and then put some Hidden Valley Ranch on there. Mix it up, boom. Amazing. Yes, it is. It is. You're welcome for that. My weekly recipe on the Huff Uncensored. It's that. It's that. You're welcome. You're welcome. Hey, real quick, Sugar Fire in Westminster. I was there last night. I was telling you, man, they, they I crushed that burger that they made me. It was so freaking good. Amazing barbecue at Sugar Fire in Westminster, just off 144th and Orchard Parkway. It was really cool. There were so many people there just hanging out at the bar, watching the game because we were watching Monday Night Football. And it was just a fun atmosphere. People were getting some drinks, some nice cocktails, uh, plenty of uh, beers on tap. But everybody's coming up and just crushing either the beef brisket, pulled pork, turkey. Uh, I saw a couple people with baby back ribs. And, of course, I was hammering that burger. It was ju- it's just so good and such a relaxing place. But it's also good for your family. There's plenty of people going in there with their kids and, and whatnot. It's just great. You got to check them out on social media at Sugarfire Westy. Chef Clint loves to post his specials of the day, and in there, whether it's a burger, whether it's burnt ends or smoked fried wings, you got to check them out. It's so so good. Some of their more popular sides, I got to say, and this is what I say to everybody: you can you can get. The hash brown casserole. You can get Brussels sprouts and sweet chili. You can get the cucumber salad or the smashed loaded potatoes. But I will say this to everybody. Those are all amazing, but you got to get the fried pickles. You got to get the fried pickles. Do it. You have to. It's delicious, mind-blowing, and (laughs) life-changing. So good. Sugar Fire in Westminster. By far my favorite barbecue place in the state of Colorado. Like I said, family-friendly, great for date night, or even catering for special family events, whether it's weddings, birthdays, holiday parties. Speaking of holiday parties, this could be great for your work environment as well. Maybe you got a big meeting, or like I said, the holiday party. That's where you got to go is Sugar Fire in Westminster. 
Sugar Fire in Westminster, just off 144th and Orchard Parkway, just east of Huron, or you could say just west of I-25 on the south side of 144th. You got to follow them on, at Sugar Fire Westy on social media. Sugar Fire in Westminster, reinventing barbecue every single day. This is something you will not find on the menu at Sugar Fire. This guy, he calls himself the testicle king. And he's like, I feed my one-year-old son raw testicles, and he loves it. Well, he's one. He doesn't know anything. It's like fucking Al Michaels, who's, like, afraid to chew on a vegetable. You stick a raw testicle in front of Al Michaels, he might eat it. I don't know. But don't be surprised, sir, Mr. Testicle King. I'm sure you gave yourself that nickname on your own, and you're just so fucking proud of yourself. Probably made some shirts with it on there, too. Be like, hi, guys, I'm the testicle king. Okay. Okay. Don't be mad or surprised and taken off guard like, what? When your kid gets to elementary school age and all of a sudden they hate your fucking guts. And you're like, why does he hate my guts? You know why your son hates your guts? Because everybody's seen the videos of you as the testicle king feeding your kid raw testicles. And guess what? Kids aren't going to be nice. They're going to make fun of them. Hey, got any testicles in your lunch bag today, Timmy? No, I don't. I hate them on the way to school. (laughs) He's going to get made fun of. If he was in my grade and I was in, like, say, third grade, fourth grade, whatever, guess what? Me and my friends would be making fun of them. It's not right, but that's what's going to happen. And I'm sure the the thing that kind of bugs me, though, is it it is raw. And I imagine consuming any sort of raw meat can be dangerous, especially for a one-year-old. So probably not the best idea. Probably not. It's not like a raw vegetable. Not like you're eating raw potatoes. No, you're eating raw nuts. Okay. Probably bad. And when I say nuts, I'm not talking about the stuff that falls from a tree. I'm not. I'm not. Oh, my gosh. I've ate the Rocky Mountain oysters before where it's deep fried bull testicles. I've ate those before. They're not bad. I'm not going to go out of my way to, to eat them. But if they're on the menu... And I don't know, and they're not expensive. Maybe, maybe if I'm feeling frisky, I might do it. They're not bad. You just, they taste like calamari. You just dip them in marinara sauce or ranch or whatever they put in front of you. And it's fine. You just got to get over the idea that you're eating a bull testicle. And that's only shameful here in the United States and a few other places. Other places would be like, yeah, Bull testicles? Heck yeah, sign me up. Boom. I I see how many I can shove in my mouth if you're just giving them away. (laughs) These are so good. Right? Other places would be like so grateful. You're like, yeah, this is fantastic. I I haven't ate in, in months or something like that. So it is one of those things where it's like it's gross to us, but other people are like so used to it. If this was a a common thing here in the United States or over in the UK or something like that, you know, this wouldn't even be a story. 
it's barely a story. The only reason I'm talking about it was, uh, you know, I can totally see once this kid gets older that he's going to get made fun of because of it. Doesn't mean it's right, but that's what's going to happen. Speaking of things that is going to happen. Mailbag. You've got mail. <laughs> this comes in from Michael. Michael said, hey, because I put out on Twitter the other day, I said, give me some random topics. And this is what Michael responded with. Charlie Montfort's basement. If you're not a baseball fan, Charlie Montfort is one of the owners of the Colorado Rockies, the baseball team. And the Rockies are horrible. <laughs> they're, they're a joke. They compete to be one of the worst teams every single season. That's how shitty they are. Anyway, so he said Charlie Montfort's basement. And I'm going off of what first popped in my head. And what first popped in my head when I read that from Michael was I just imagined that the basement is just filled with like clown memorabilia, like a collection of just odd clown stuff. And what popped in my head too is growing up, maybe this is why I hate clowns. My mom used to have these pictures. They're, they're almost like paintings or drawings of clowns. And she would ha have them wherever we lived. That's where they were. They were always on the wall. So creepy. I hate clowns. And I think it may have started from that and then, you know, highlighted and in, in amplified by the movie It, right? So I imagine in Charlie Mumford's basement, it's just filled with just creepy clown photos, probably a, a small statue of some sort. I'm saying like at least five feet tall of a clown and then like, you know, circus music playing in the background, just creepiness, it's just filled with creepiness. And then like he has like a little uh, a vanity in the corner where you can get your your makeup on and stuff like that. And, and that's it. That's what he has going on there. And of course, a peanut, you know, not a peanut, like a popcorn machine. OK, <laughs> all right. Something creepy where you're just like, oh, I need to leave. I need to leave so quickly. Then you go to run up the stairs and then the door just locks. And it's like, you can't leave yet, Michael. <laughs> we have yet to play a game. <laughs> oh, no, it's happening. My worst fears are coming true. I almost sounded like a creepy clown right there. Like, hi, Michael, you can't escape. <laughs> Guess what? We're going to go play pin the tail on the donkey. <laughs> and instead of a donkey and a pin on a tail, it's a knife. And I'm coming after you. <laughs> anyway, I don't like clowns. <laughs> Hey, if you want to join the show like Michael did, I love it when you do. Hit me up on social media, at Huff Podcast, or you can shoot me an email, Podcast at gmail.com. I love it hearing from you, whether it's just you saying, hey, how's it going? Love the show, or maybe you got a story you want to pass along. Ideally, something fun. 
But we're also getting ready for Halloween. So if you do have a, a scary story that you want to pass along, whether it happened to you or your friend, go ahead and do that. Again, Podcast at gmail.com. Love hearing those. And coming up on Halloween, I'll try to read as many of those as I possibly can. All right, so I got to get ready. I, I got to try to do a show right before my colonoscopy, which might be risky because as of tonight, I have to take a like turbo lax stuff that's going to clear me out. I know, I know, stuff you don't want to hear, but it's true and everybody has to go through it at some point, okay? It's going to happen. So I got to get ready for that. And when I, so if I record later tonight or tomorrow morning before the procedure, it could be risky. It could be risky. I might poo myself is what I'm saying. Uh, so that's going to be fun. <laughs> it's going to be fun. Who knows? Fingers crossed. We'll see what happens. Thank you guys so much for supporting the podcast. Thanks for listening. Make sure you uh, subscribe. Share it with your friends if you're able. Big thanks to Sugar Fire in Westminster. And, of course, Superbook Sports Colorado. You guys have an amazing day. Uh, Wish me luck. Wish me luck. We'll see. We'll see how the rest of today goes, and I'll talk to you before the procedure. It's to Huff Uncensored. Let's keep moving forward. I'll talk to you next time.